Hey, party people! Welcome to the Work Prince Harley Talk, episode eleven. My name is Robert J. Kajowski, and I'm rounding this out with my new and fun rounding these next couple of episodes out with my awesome guest, Norton. Yes, and today we'll be covering the eleventh episode in this series titled "A Fight Worth Fighting For." Uh, so. This actually has a similar opening to um, one that uh, we had done previous, uh, previously this season and you had seen, which featured what I colloquially call or what is colloquially deemed the neckbeard and his friend in tow. So they have like an intro before the actual episode, which this one's cute too because it features Frank the Plant. Oh uh, yeah, which, the fourth wall intro. Yeah, it's the fourth wall intro because he's the recapper now. Because yep. it's it's getting close, it's getting down to the wire. Shit's getting real, which happened last season as well, where everything was building up to like the last two or three episodes in last season. Uh, so same here, uh, and so he basically catches uh, the audience up with his friend Chaz, and uh, he actually can't say, which I thought was kind of funny. He has a joke where he says, "Dark seed." He's like, wait, Dark Seed, Dark Side, which I'm sure enough people have made that, um, have not made that distinction that it's Dark Side. Yeah, I think the first time I ever pronounced his name, it was wrong. Dark Seed. Well, because they spell it so they weird. They spell it terribly, yeah. But anyway, after that, so we catch up with, uh, obviously, after Harley pushes uh, the castrated, then castrated Joker into uh, the vat of acid at Ace. He emerges. What was that? Metaphorically castrated. Metaphorically, yeah. Um, Yeah, he emerges as, who else, Mr. J? Yep. And, yeah, he gets a little uh, what for from Harley. Basically, she slaps the shit out of him, probably for being Joker, I would think. Yeah, she's not too pleased with him lately, so, you know, why the fuck not? Well, since he's been gone for the last six months... She's actually had kind of a life of her own. So she's trying to live that life. And she's getting down to brass tacks. She's like, where the fuck is the Book of Fables? So we go back to the mall. What happens at the mall? Uh, At the mall is Dr. Psycho and Riddler, who are now pretty comfy in Harley's old digs. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, they're trying to get through phase two of their plan, where Dr. Psycho very much wants to take over the world, apparently. And uh, in order to do it, he needs Darkseid, so he has to call Darkseid, because when he asks Riddler, like, how you get a hold of Darkseid, Riddler's like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what you (laughs) think I would know. Well, yeah. And he tries to, like, and I've noticed this from the, like, ever since he really started to run the hamster wheel that was in the mall. Uh, and use that as his like daily cardio for the most part. Uh, he's gotten worse at his riddles. He's become more of a meathead, but he's swole as fuck. You got them yeah. pythons. Uh, yeah, I mean, brains versus brawn. Which one you prefer? Well, yeah, and it's just funny personally um, seeing Riddler outside of his suit more in like. Uh, it's not a onesie, but I don't know what you would it call kinda it. It kind of looks like a onesie. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's a basically like a track outfit almost. Almost. Like yeah. a speed suit, but not with like shorts. Well, it's, yeah, it's like a leotard, like a muscle man leotard, I guess. Yeah, you could that's, say. Like, that's like a bodybuilding one. Kind of. But it's funny because uh, they also have like an inside joke. Because it's 
the Harley Quinn. The cartoon wouldn't be Harley Quinn if it didn't have its innumerable inside jokes, which I love. I, I think that's great. Uh, and so in trying to bring, because naturally Darkseid has a cell phone. Because uh, why not? Trying to, what? Because why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, he tries to go through his, uh, his digital Rolodex, his contacts list, uh, of uh, trying to find up Darkseid. And he comes across like six or seven doctors that I assume are actual villains. Well, he comes across like a bunch of different D-named villains. So there's like D-names, but it's like Doctor This, Doctor This, Lady Death, something like yeah. And then there's a bunch of doctors. Yeah. And then Dark Side, and he's like, "Oh, I had it under the Dark Side." Yeah, the Dark Side, which is a funny joke too, because I've come across that stupid thing where it's kind of like I'll look up somebody's name, and then I'll forget that I had him under like the blah blah blah. Yeah, playlists are like that too. But anyway. Uh, so we get back to Ace Chemicals, and now Joker's starting to remember his shit. Yeah, Joker's up from that. the acid, and he's uh, none too pleased. And he's kind of mm -hmm. pissed at Harley for the whole making him a uh, soccer dad thing. Yeah. Which is, I don't think, like, that's not her fault that he lost his memories. He's the one who built a giant-ass motherfucking tower and basically, like, threatened all of Gotham and wound up getting buried in his own tower. So that's technically on him. That's not her. Uh, uh, like I realize he's one of those guys that likes to blame other people for his shit but it's like no you very clearly did that to yourself yeah but I mean he's apparently just within the span of six months led a pretty damn full life I mean he was rescued from the wreckage um, he was uh, he fell in love with his intending nurse and he uh, and this is a small detail but I, I it bears mentioning uh, and referencing he shares milkshakes with her and like obviously their love blossoms but they pull out of the diner that they're shelling is, is sharing milkshakes in and it's a shot it's it looks like the nighthawks painting which i don't know you might be familiar with it like i think oh, if I oh the diner thing the diner yeah one. you've showed me that that's yeah. like that famous 1950s there's like a 1950s painting. or yeah. something like that so I didn't know what you out. meant when you said Nighthawks. Yeah. I, I like s really small things when I watch, like I really get a hold of like when he also said, like, I, I had to lead a stupid suburban life. I had to wear uh, a Hawaiian shirt and khaki shorts. And I immediately got that reference because that's what Joker actually wears in the killing joke. Oh, uh, that's cute. Yeah. He wears that when he goes to. Um, yeah. Barbara's through, house. Uh, yeah. To, well, technically. Spine. Gordon's house I forget she's technically living there at the time yeah um but yeah he falls in love I mean she has two kids and he purchases a dog for them and the thing is that like they seem to be living yes a plebeian kind of pedestrian life but he seems happy uh so you know what's kind of like... funny to me about that what I feel like they take that whole family and basically they extrapolate that from Suicide Squad, from the Fire Guys right. family, yeah, and I basically right. just make a Joker's family. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, that's true. his wife or his girlfriend is basically this fiery Latina chick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. kind of wondering if, Definitely. like, in the future, if he decides to keep his love and his business, if that's going to be kind of the joke they go with from there on out. It's quite possible. Because then Joe, um, the, that gives Harley the opportunity to say her whole thing later on down the line. Like, if his family gets horribly, brutally murdered, she can just be like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, no, that's true. 
Noel is the, the setting on a dryer. The whole little vignette um, ends with him reading a story from says uh, like uh, fairy tales. So you would imagine that that's the book of fables that he needs to go find. Um, and he hates what he's become, but apparently, like he can't do anything like he refuses because he's pissed off at Harley to help her with this finding this book but supposedly she's implanted a bomb in his skull yeah I think she just said his... that yeah no I, I, I believe so too. I don't think I don't she think... actually because I don't remember them having time for that shit no but the thing is how would he know exactly so I so. think she just did it as like that's a classic villain thing you would say mm -hmm. to somebody yeah uh, so we get back to the bat cave and, ah, the Batcave. Yeah. And Bruce is still Bruce, just wearing the cowl, of course. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> and he attempts to bin, uh, pinpoint the Batwing's location by using the city surveillance system. Yeah. Um, I do it, like the joke with Alfred where he's like kind of explaining what he's doing. And Alfred's like, you know, I have eyes. I can just see what you're doing. And yeah, <laughs> but... He just keeps doing it. <laughs> well, I think that's a meta joke, too, because I think... He uh, does that a lot, yeah. He, especially in the Batman cartoons. I don't yeah. know so much. I don't remember so much in the movies, but I know the cartoons especially. Oh, no, they the do classic, that shit in the movies yeah. all the time. Uh, okay, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, they're like constantly explaining what they're doing while the other he's, people are he's just... He's bat-splaining. It's like, you do it all the time. We know what you're doing. That's true. Like, I'm pretty sure Alfred would be used to this. And they go through a series of pictures that, like, the city surveillance took. Uh, and there are a few, like, stupid little jokes in there. There's, like, one on... Um, a dog peeing on somebody and then like a couple of slides like and the bat wing is always in frame because he has to figure out where the hell it went uh and another like one of the last frames or before like the final frame is the dog humping and it's one of those things where you had to really pause it uh to see there was like a bunch of i guess drunks drunk teens or whatever in an alley they had a sign uh, that said um alcohol um, funds research or something like that mm -mm. and there was that same dog uh, like humping one of their legs and they're having a good time it's one of those stupid things where like if you're like me i like to, to pause sometimes just to get the little itty bitty uh nitty gritty of it all well i mean but, you also have to do it for this so what? makes sense i mean you also have to do it for your recap yeah. so it makes sense that you would notice well, things more i think i'm more um i'm more apt to do it for something like this uh, then if I w were one of those people where it's kind of like for the Marvel movies and stuff like blink and you missed it like I don't personally I don't have time for that no I got better they're sitting there that. running through like whole movies yeah like catching it's you like, guys up with eh, this I'm good if I uh, missed but, it I'm okay yeah but yeah he finally spots um, the, the, the Batwing over Ace Chemicals and he does the classic like zoom in and stuff like that um and Alfred makes the joke of like, now you know you can all, like all you have to do. We updated your system is say like back computer, will you or something like that? Because that's oh, the it's classic. hey, yeah. Because he's like computer enhanced, and Alfred's yeah, yeah. like, oh no, we got a new OS, so all you have to do is say hey, and then ask it what you wanted to do. So mm -hmm. he's just like, hey, back computer. <laughs> yeah, and now uh, like Bruce is ready to become Batman. He's actually fully set and everything. And Alfred's like, oh, wait, hold on. He's like, no, I'm good. Like, I, I'm pumped. And Alfred's like, well, I didn't clean your suit yet. I didn't wash your suit. Yeah, like, I got to deal with the suit issue. It's a yeah. whole thing. 
Yeah, but he makes the two stupid, and I love this show because of this, makes two stupid references, meta references, obviously. He says, well, after that, um, he says, like, well, Batman Batman Returns. Well, he's first like, he says Batman, yeah, Batman Returns. Returns. And then he's like, I got to watch this too. And he's like, okay, but after, Batman Begins. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah. I like I like that too. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's cute because you see, like Batman's so you're so used to him being so sort of. I'm not gonna say one note because he is complex enough, but he's very stoic. And he is very stoic, and he's always like very cool most of the time. Like people yeah. depict him as like very sort of like low boil cool and it's yeah. nice to see him as sort of like a human being where it's mm-hmm. like yeah he has flaws he's not as cool as he thinks he is yeah, but it's true. nice it's a nice little deconstruction but then uh we also kind of go back to another plot line which is kite and an ivy they're serving, uh, the wedding yeah they're serving their outdoor wedding location as all the chaos ensues above and it's ca- it, Poison Ivy just wants to get married as quick as possible, and Kiteman's like, "Should we re- should we rethink the date?" I mean, he's more pragmatic about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that a lot in like movies where uh, you have like a protagonist that has had these feelings for somebody else, but they yeah. just kind of like they're like, "Screw it! I made this plan. I'm going through with this plan." Yeah. And even if like everything else goes wrong in the book. Leading up to the wedding, they're like, no, I'm getting married, I'm getting married. Mm-hmm. Up until the point where either the love interest uh, breaks into the wedding or, like, you know, something else happens, like, on The Wedding Singer where he, like, stalks her by a plane. Yeah, that's true. Which, I mean, when you say stalk, I mean... That's, I know, uh, I, I realize that he, was a poor he word choice. Does, though, but, I mean, it's sweet, but... Well, I mean, he does it for the right reasons. For the right reasons. The guy she's marrying is a total dick. I mean, well, that's the thing. A classic every wedding, you got to stop the wedding. (laughs) I wonder how many people actually do that in real life. Like the ratio of people. I can't imagine it's very high. That's a that's a high risk, low reward situation. Yeah. Unless you are absolutely 100 percent sure the other person is going to pick you. I don't think you're really going to take That's that That's the risk. stuff you'll get your ass kicked for, like, in real life. Oh, Nobody yeah. Ever really I mean, there's, like, a whole... First of all, there's the parents of the bride that are losing money, or the parents of the groom nowadays. I guess everybody yeah. probably splits the cost nowadays. But either mm-hmm. way, there's the people who paid for the wedding. They're going to be pissed. Yeah. There's, obviously, the best men and best women. The groomsmen and the bridesmaids are going to be pissed. Yeah. It's, it's going to be nuts. But, um, so, there's this cute joke because... Kite, like, Kite Man's all about it as long as Harley's all about it. I mean, he's, I think, a little too oblivious at some at this point uh, to be like, maybe like, I, I, like I'm going to call it off for now. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not going to marry you. He's not being pragmatic in that sense. But uh, and so the wedding planner introduces them to a possible fondue fountain. And then they're reminded of reality when two parademons fall down on it and crush it. And he, because he's, uh, he's like, Fawn, damn it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this stuff is probably not going to work out for them. But and we'll the wedding planner is like a complete professional. She's just like, we'll work around it. Don't worry. Uh, well, the, I think it, it's kind of like that joke, too, where she's a wedding planner. So she's used to really horrible shit. Uh, I can uh, see and that. And keeping her calm. Which yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do have to deal with, like, last-minute disasters. I mean, she's captured by a fucking parademon. Yeah, and she calls them. (laughs) Yeah, she's still on her Bluetooth uh, headset telling telling them about, like, how cool the wedding's going to be. Yeah, that was pretty good. So they go back. um, Harley and Joker 
get back to Bethany. That's um, Joker's ex, technically. Uh, yep. And so they're held at gunpoint. But what happens is that because he's the Joker, but and she doesn't believe anything that he says until he really runs down everything bit by bit. And he realizes that the gun technically isn't loaded. That's a secret that only he would know. So he takes her and she basically ha hashes a few harsh words out to him. But she gets the book anyway. She, I think, just wants her, him out of her life. Pretty but much. She's like, you want this book? Go fetch. And I don't know if she means it on purpose, but as she throws it above Harley and Joker's heads, a uh, parademon catches it. So maybe she was planning on a parademon to take it all along. Cause she's well, pissed. she doesn't say anything when she hands him the book. She just throws the book at him. She just throws the book, but a parademon happens to catch it. Yeah, which is, so, again, a little convenient, but whatever. Yeah, well, in, in, like for this car like this type of cartoon, I think convenience, like you, it, it's defenestrate. It could sort of go out the window because you're caring more about the action and mm -hmm. the emotion and the humor. So I could I could give it a pass personally. Uh, but we get back to the mall and what happens? Dr. Psycho reaches dark side. Yeah, Dr. Psycho talks to Darkseid, and it's kind of funny because I can't tell if Darkseid is using a, like, an AI to answer the phone, or if it's actually him. Like, it's kind of confusing the way that his tone goes. Yeah. But essentially, the conversation ends with uh, Dr. Psycho promising to kill Harley Quinn mm -hmm. in order to gain Darkseid's allegiance and allow him to take over Earth. Yeah, because technically Harley was supposed that was supposed to be Harley's, but Harley reneged on their deal and she betrayed him. And so Darkseid had pretty much has a heart on for revenge. I mean, he's a villain. What villain would Yeah, wouldn't? that's the thing uh, Riddler points out. So Riddler is mm -hmm. at least useful in some sense. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's still got his noodle up there. He does. And I mean, we do get to see a little bit of Dr. Psycho's past in terms of how he gets to be Dr. Psycho, as it were, mm -hmm. which uh, to me is kind of like, if that's the only incident in his whole life, it'd be surprising. I was thinking, though, with that little backstory that he said, I wouldn't be surprised personally if I was really going on like the character um, uh, personality. I wouldn't be surprised if he made all that shit up just to get his way. I wouldn't be surprised because I he I think most good supervillains could think really quick on their feet. Yeah, and I mean he is short. He's been short his whole life. Yeah, uh, and if that's just his only impetus for being the the person that he's become, that's kind of weak. I'll be honest. It is but very weak. If it just comes down to a stupid Ferris wheel, but yeah, and it's like it's not even like he did it. He just watched them no, die yeah. in a Ferris wheel and was yeah. like, oh, that felt good. It's like, yeah. why? You didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. If anything, anyone would have gotten out of that would have been like, oh, well, serves you right for not letting me on there. Yeah, pretty much. I wouldn't be like, oh, look what I did. It's like, you didn't do anything. Yeah. But, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> then we go back to the dress fitting. Now, ah, the dress fitting. What happens at the dress fitting? Ivy gets attacked by parademons and yeah. they ruin her dress, which sucks because with wedding dresses, you have to pay for any damages. Like once yeah. you damage it, you own it. Mm -hmm. So she's pretty much pissed because now they've fucked with her money. Yeah. Because like, she wasn't even sure point, if she wanted the dress. Up until this point, she was like, okay, fine. Like even if the wedding venue is a little bit screwed, I'll deal with it. But once yeah. they fuck with her money, then she's like, nope, I'm done. 
Yeah. I have to pay for this dress that I don't even know if I want to say yes to. A $13,000 dress at that. Well, it's Vera Wang. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll i be the first to say I'm a guy and I don't know how much dresses typically cost. But 13000 definitely sounds like it's above average. They're a shit ton. They're, yeah. You're, you're going to spend at least... Actually, I wouldn't know either. I would, I would, I was gonna say you're gonna spend at least like five k on a good wedding dress, but I doubt that's true. You're probably gonna spend more. Yeah, but thir- well, thirteen thousand is still that's the price of like a decently but moderately used car that you're basically yeah, wearing for one day. But I mean, that's technically on the low end of the high end, to be honest. Probably, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like you're gonna have bitches in like fucking fifty thousand dollar dresses, so that's true. But uh, so we get back to Harley and Joker, which they get uh, they explore the parademon nest, which is like in the center of the sky. I don't know how a nest could float in the sky, but I'm not really questioning it. For the most part, usually when I think of a nest, I think of like either underground or on uh, like above ground, but not. I wasn't paying attention to where it was. What was that? I wasn't paying attention to where it was. If it's how the fuck did they get to it then? They fly up. Oh, that was how did Joker and Harley? I'm not sure. They don't show you. Yeah, it's like as far uh, as I remember, that doesn't make any sense. But all right, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, there's a lot of this show Uh, that's you're just like whatever. I'm going with it. Yeah, that's that's the fun of it. You just go with it. Um, And so, an interesting. mm, I I almost could. I thought it for a a second was kind of like a ex lovers quarrel because I thought. A Joker was trying to get a little under Harley's skin because he was talking about like how good of a time he possibly actually did have with with uh, Bethany. And I thought he was doing that just to either give her enough impetus and rile her up so that she goes like full Harley mode and gets the book uh, and he could do very little. She could do all the work. That's a far stretch, but yeah, it's I don't hard. think he was doing that. No, he wasn't. But um, it's like when you think of like the Joker, Ed, like all bets are off. So he could be thinking anything, really. I don't know. I think it's just one of those situations where sometimes you have a personal growth moment that mm-hmm. you don't expect. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, the natural instinct is to fight it because the person that you've been up until that point is stable and you know that person and you're comfortable with that person. Yeah. So I think for Joker, it's one of those situations where he's never actually had to test a moment of personal growth. Mm -hmm. And now that he was sort of forced into it by having amnesia, he realized like, oh, you know, that person was in me the whole time and I'm capable of of that, which I never realized. Because the whole time, like the first season is pretty much about the whole Joker-Harley relationship and how it's poisonous and everything like that and Mm -hmm. how she basically thinks that he can't love anyone but himself and now everybody else pretty much thinks he can't love anyone but himself. And because of his amnesia, he gets to learn that he actually can love someone other than himself. He's just not comfortable with it. So I think him rambling on about it is sort mm -hmm. of his his ability to sort of deal with this weird revelation he's having where Harley just kind of is listening and kind of being like, dude, just figure this shit out on your own. I don't need to hear about it. But I feel like he's doing it out loud because it's easier when you have a self-revelation to sort of hear it for yourself. No, you're right. I mean, the thing is that we learn soon 
in a little bit that um, you were definitely right. I just think I thought at that moment uh, that he was just trying to get under her skin because again, I thought they have a toxic maybe relationship. at most he was trying to maybe make her jealous and see if or there was anything jealous. that he could sort of like uh, redeem in terms of their previous relationship. Yeah. Not not for any sort of romantic reasons, but no, maybe no, for no. like to have an, her back as an underling. Yeah. Well, but if yeah. We, if we go uh, like a little, if we uh, go in the before earlier in the episode when he first confronts Bethany as a Joker, you could see that he's very obdurate and he wants, even though that love still might be there, he says like a few mean things to her and like sets her in tears because she he she's like so. Do you, like, do you think there would be a chance? And he's like, hell no. Like, I'm the Joker. You're just yeah. like a nurse practitioner. I mean, he keeps repeating, I'm the Joker. Yeah. And, so you and, know he's like having a bit of a problem with understanding what he's, what he is, what he used to yeah. be and what he's capable of now. Mm -hmm. Like what he could become. What he could become, yep. So when she's just sort of like, so none of it was real, he's just sort of like, of course not. But deep in the back of his mind, yeah. which comes out later mm -hmm. when he's with Harley in the nest, he realizes, like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Some of it was real. In natural Joker fashion, he also says to Harley, like, the difference between those two. Uh, he said, like, when we were together, like, you already knew me. Like, I was famous. You were nobody. So you were just latching on to me. When I went with Bethany, I was a nobody, and she liked me for being a nobody. And so Yeah, he's kind of like a mob husband on that one. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually, exactly like a mob husband. Yeah. That, that's or actually catch. exactly like that dude in The Fucking Wedding Singer. That's true, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, they go to the nest, and they, uh, they, they find, find the, book. the book, but it's the wrong book. Which they don't find out until a little bit yeah, later, but because they they're about to get killed by a bunch of parademons. Yeah, they're about to. They find the book, and it's like kind of protected by two cuddling parademons, which I thought was stupid but cute. Yeah, which weirdly leads to Joker's essential revelation that you know he was actually happy in his relationship, and he kind of wants it back. Yeah. Uh, so then he has a reason to fight. She has a reason to fight because obviously she doesn't want to die. Yeah. And uh, as they're sort of ready to die, that's when Batman comes in and sort of deus yep. ex machina them out of there. And saves them. And has the wrong impression about everything. Yeah, he which does. Which is great because Joker's whole thing is like, well, I see you being off the job means your bat detective skills are worth shit now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny to be, and I think that's like a meta, not a, a meta joke per se, but it does make fun of Batman a little bit because he automatically assumes like just he's like the the uber cop if you will where he automatically assumes you're gonna do wrong oh um, yeah i don't yeah i mean if uh, you're a villain you're always a villain and that's it yeah and if you're a he's villain you're going very, back to Arkham. which is ironic because technically in uh, the animated series he was a lot more sympathetic to harley quinn mm -hmm. yeah but uh, in this well, series it, he seems a lot more like nope fuck it villains are villains yeah that's true uh, so I, I like that little switch up, but then we have we go back to the mall where Poison Ivy just busts in, and she's like, you know what, you fucked me over for the last time, and what just about when she just when she's about to actually exact revenge on all of this, the power demons, her wedding dress, screwing up her wedding, uh, just overall being a dick, uh, that's when he brainwashes her. Because he has the helmet now, Dr. Psycho. Which is like, is that something she didn't know about? 
Um, actually, uh, yeah, that is something she didn't know about. I mean, because, I guess not no, because no, she's been kind of out of the loop, right, the whole she's time. Because the last episode, um, she wasn't when they were fighting in the dome, and I'm not gonna say spoiler alert because we already covered it last episode. Uh, but when Cy um, uh, Borgman sacrifices himself, uh, it's just Clayface. Is that really his name? Yeah, Cy <laughs> Borgman. That's why he I has never that, noticed that before. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was cute because oh, he's a amazing. cyborg and he's yeah. also he's Jewish. also has that like nebbish nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I All like right. It. Sorry. Continue. No, that's okay. But in that, it was Psy, It was Clayface. It was King Shark. It was. I remember Harley. she wasn't there. Yeah. But yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, she wouldn't. Yeah, that's know. when he fi- like he first acquires the helmet. And Harley, ke- yeah, because Harley just kind of keeps her out of it. She's like, I don't want to bother her. Yeah, because she, she's like, this is my mess to clean up. Yeah. So. All right. So yeah, she gets brainwashed. Mm-hmm. So that's the big uh, cliffhanger at the end. Is basically sort of, yeah. like now Harley's going to have to deal with. Well, I mean, technically Joker goes back to mm-hmm. uh, Bethany's house yep. to get the book. He kind of explains to her like, "Look, I'm sorry, I was a dick. I was just dealing with shit. I really did love you." Blah blah blah. So they kiss. It's gross. Whatever. <laughs> uh, they get in. Well, and, Harley's uh, like, "Read the room." <laughs> I know. She's like, "Come on." So, uh, and then I love Batman in the background. He's like, wow, Joker's really made some progress. Yeah. I mean, maybe he, he, yeah. I mean, maybe he does want to know that villains can change and be I think, you know what? Reformed. I think that's a good lesson. But yes. anyway, so that's they get true. the book. They, they free the Justice League who are significantly fucked up from being trapped in a fairy tale book for I would be too. Several Even if I were a superhero. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they all sort of they all separate for some reason. I guess all the Justice League people go back to sort of regroup to their own places. Uh, for like a moment, regroup, I guess, I guess get their power up before they're going to... Because I know Flash is like super fucked up. Yeah. Uh, who's the yeah. guy that's repeating things? Is that... It's not the Green Lantern. One the, of them is like chanting almost. I forget who it is. I don't know. Batman's a little weary. There's well, Wonder Woman. She's a little... Wonder weird. Woman was pissed. Yeah. Superman seemed okay. Oh, maybe it was Superman that was chanting for like five minutes. Ooh. But either way, they uh, they leave, and then just as Joker's sort, jo- Joker kind of gives Harley like a prep talk and says like, "Hey, you should go try and work it out with Ivy. See if you actually have a shot. Because why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you told her how you feel, but did you really try? Uh, and so she decides, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give it a shot." And as soon as yep. she opens the door, there's Harley. So she's super excited because she's like, oh, my God. And uh, I will say, um, just on a personal note, I did find their uh, comparison between Joker's reasons for like like liking being with Bethany and Harley's reasons for falling in love with uh, Ivy mm. to be kind of an interesting sort of uh, coin where they're just like, oh, I could spend hours just talking to them and we yeah. could just chill out together and we had fun and yeah. the person really got me i'm like all right i i can buy this relationship a little bit better mm-hmm. i feel like they sold that a little bit better yeah. uh i'm still not a hundred percent for it but fine if it works out whatever i have a feeling they might go into thruple territory but i don't know i don't i don't think so i, I mean I, they might but the thing- what's this kite man seems to be a ridiculously understanding person he is like insanely so i is. have a feeling he would almost be like yeah babe that's cool we'll just work it out days of the week type style i mean they could 
That's but his, we'll that see. sounds like a kite man thing. I don't I don't I think even if they did do a thruple, I don't think it's going to ultimately work. No. But that might be like the season breakdown over time. Well, and like even with that, I think that that's more of like you're really writing just as a, a part of the writers room. You're really writing yourself into a corner with that. It's yeah. easier to like break people up um into groups or have like different like ABC plots or whatever yeah. than to have I mean, one it group would as a unit. Certainly, all the time. be interesting to explore the dynamics. Yeah, you could do that for a while. I but I think that's what they that. would do. Like, if they did it, I feel like that would be a season-long thing. Mm -hmm. And then, like, maybe in mid-season, you'll see like a bit of the stress. Uh, but otherwise, that's basically the end of the episode. Uh, Harley yeah. comes to the very abrupt and unhappy realization that her bestie has been brainwashed. Yeah, and, and Joker uh, is. Um, I think like that's going to be interesting to see because I think he actually wants to be with Bethany. He does, uh, but he's not going to change. Yeah, he's not going to no. change who he is. I, he's basically going to be the fire guy from Suicide Squad now. Yeah, that makes he's sense. He's a hundred percent going to be that dude. Yeah, <laughs> like they uh, basically just took that entire plot line and were like, "Boop, yeah, you're for the Joker yeah, now." Why not? <laughs> just but no fire. Then we end the episode just really briefly with uh, Frank. He's being super hyped about the episode, just being like, oh, my God, did you just see that and whatnot? And I love Frank. I mean, the thing is that I like that he's getting a bit more play because even though everybody in the cast is funny, he's like, I would say, like the kookiest character. If I could say that, uh, he's like I could the, see that he's like the most outlandish. Yeah, no, he's definitely your your outspoken friend type. Mm -hmm. uh, he's almost he's not as dry as Chandler. Yeah. He's almost like a good mix between Joey and Chandler because yeah. it's like sometimes he says really stupid shit. Yeah, but he will point out really good things in terms of like, oh come on, yeah, <laughs> like this shit is and madness. And he was uh, proposing, it was a website, but he might as well have called it a, a hashtag because he wants this show to get sweep every single award. So he's like, EGOT for Harley. That's cute. Like, uh, yeah. That's like, like, all right, uh, you're pushing a that's little That's not how that works, but all right. But I'm cool with that. Um, it's television. But, that's, it has no place in the Oscars. Well, yeah. Well, I think that's the joke. Oh, or yeah. Or the Tonys. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it has no stage presence. So yeah. it couldn't or get a Grammys. Tony. Uh, well, technically, it could get a Grammy if it did a song, or it, well, if it yeah. did like or if they a, did a musical episode. Yeah, if they did like does. a musical episode, they they could potentially get a Grammy. But uh, um, yeah, and then so, obviously they could definitely get an Emmy because so, I think an I know animated shows can get Emmys. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, easily. Batman. What's his face? A few. Family of them. Guy has a shit ton of them. I think The Simpsons of have a few. <laughs> of course. Well, the funny thing is, technically, from what I remember reading. The Simpsons had only recently started entering into the Emmys because when Family Guy did it, they didn't realize, like, oh, we would have a shot. So they yeah. did it after Family Guy did it, I think. Uh, Not going to call that canon, though. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But um, so you, what do you think overall of the episode? You I liked it. it. Liked it? I, I think it was a very good in terms of... It was very action-packed. Yes. It had a lot of action. It had a lot of character growth, which was mm -hmm. really nice. Yeah. I liked a lot of the weird little meta-human uh, humor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really did enjoy the plot advancement. I thought it was pretty good paced. As did I. Like, uh, listening to him talk about Bethany wasn't as annoying as I thought it was going to be. No, because <laughs> it was human. That's the it, thing. It was, but you know how I feel about human shit. I I'm like, no, I'm good. Let's but talk it up to a win for you, win for me. They win, did win. it in terms of way that worked because it was yes. like, okay, there's a lot of action going on while he's having these revelations. So mm -hmm. you can at least focus on that. 
True that. True that. So um, we're going to end this episode. Uh, you can find both Norton and I on the work print. Uh, she does. You are doing uh, any articles do, right now? You're doing I the do 100. Re- reviews for the 100 right now. Okay. And then whenever Supernatural decides to finish, which is probably yeah. going to be sometime next year. And then also Prodigal Son. I did the first season. I don't know if I'm going to do the second season, yeah. I'll be honest. That's fair. That's <laughs> A little totally on the fair. fence. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, and I'm wrapping up this week what we do in the shadows. It's tenth and final episode of the season. Yay! Yes, um, and I'm also starting just like they're more more or less mini uh, reviews of um, Space Force. So yeah. I'll, I'll try to crank those out um, so you guys could read just my opinions on it. It's not going to be a recap. It's not going to be as thorough or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'll show you uh, share you my thoughts on it, and that's pretty much it. So we're out. We will yep. talk to you, or not talk to you, but talk at you. Talk Ooh. with you, I guess. Again, uh, the next time we go around for Harley episode 12. Ooh. Thanks for listening. Season finale. No, two. we got two more. Damn it! That's all right. <laughs> Goodbye, people. <laughs>